Welcome to the My Big Church Podcast. On this podcast, you will hear a message of hope and inspiration from one of our pastors. We hope you enjoy the message. This is the Big Church Podcast. So today we are going to talk on a topic, and the title of my talk today is, Can You See My Crack? Welcome to church. <laughs> anyway, all right, we're going to go to 2 Kings chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 1 and read this story. A certain woman of the wives of the son of the prophets cried out to Elijah, saying, Your servant, is, your servant my husband, is dead, and you know your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons as slaves. So Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? God's always asking what he can do for us, but often he's asking what we can do for him. What can I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? It's important to note here that it doesn't matter what you have. If you have something, God can do something amazing with it. Amen? And if you have nothing, God will give you something. He says, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from your neighbors, make sure they're empty vessels. Don't just gather a few. And when you come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it onto the vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him, she shut the door, her and her sons, who brought the vessel to her, and she poured them out. Now it came to pass... When the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. Pay close attention to this. Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Say ceased. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you this morning and we're so grateful that you love us and uh, we love you back. And we today want to honor you, worship you, exalt you, and be changed by you. So I pray that the word would come and speak to our soul to rearrange our life. I ask, Lord, that if someone walked in discouraged, that they leave encouraged, that if they brought, walked in hurt, that they leave healed. I pray that today, God, you do what a song cannot, what a speech cannot, even what someone's hug cannot. Come, God, and do what you're really good at doing. We honor you and we love you. And everybody said amen and amen. This morning you might be asking the question, what is the oil? The oil in this story is known as the anointing of God. It's known as the power of God. The Google definition of anointing is to smear or to rub with oil. Hallelujah for massages. Amen. If you need a discount code, I got you. But anyway, they're amazing. The God definition of anointing. In the Bible, the anointing was used for the approval to enthrone a king. It was also used as uh, knowing that somebody was influenced or led by the Holy Spirit. The anointing was also known as the power of God. The Bible says that it's the anointing that breaks all the yokes. Here at this place, we pray for anointing. That when you walk under the metal frames of those doors, we pray that God would speak to you or touch you or bless you in a way, and that is 
the response from God being the anointing. When you feel goosebumps go down your back, that's the anointing. When you hear a still small voice in your soul, that's the anointing. When your son or your daughter comes to Christ, that's the anointing. When we're able to do all the things in the city that we do, that's the anointing. It's the help and the aid of the Holy Spirit, and that is the anointing that we are going to tap in this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's important that we uh, appreciate and uh, you know, love the anointing and make room for it. In this story that we're reading, you are the vessel and the Holy Spirit is the oil. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse seven in the NIV version, it says, but we have this treasure. Put your hand on your chest, say treasure. We have this treasure, not the Bruno Mars treasure, but the, the God's treasure. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show, I love that, to show this all surpassing power from God and not from us, that we are a vessel and we have access to the all-surpassing power that is God. Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, lives in me. He lives in you. He lives in us. We have the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. He quickens our mortal body. He leads us and he guides us. That is that power inside of these jars of clay, which are our life. And here's the thing. A lot of people want to pretend that we're this type of vessel here. When people think of Christians or when they think of, 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 of religious people or churchgoers or actual church, they think, oh, wow, that must be a perfect person. They must have their life all put together. You immediately maybe think of the Instagram couple that have the perfect preset that makes every picture look fantastic. Her kitchen is always clean. It's the husband always bringing roses, probably that he's still on the side of the room. No, I'm kidding. But bringing roses to the wife and saying, honey, I love you. Why? Because God loves me. You know what I mean? I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm the head and not the tail, the lender and not the borrower. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Now, I live for Jesus. You may live for the devil, but I'm blessed and you're back there. You know what I mean? That Christian person that always says that they're perfect and put together or the opposite spectrum of people thinking of church people thinking of christians is uh they're just hypocrites because people pretend to be perfect or people pretend to like they have everything put together or they pretend that they're buying roses every day when really they went to walmart and bought the reusable ones and they just keep giving it over and over <laughs> Note that, Pastor Rick. Kidding. Anyway, those are tacky. Don't do that. But anyway, so I ain't doing it. Anyway, uh, so the perfect people, hypocrisy. And that is the ugliest thing of all because if people are not real, people really don't want to know what you're about. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, when they think of that, they think of a perfect person. And that is impossible. Perfection is impossible. Not only is it impossible, but it is purposeless. It's with life without purpose. This jar looks great, doesn't have a blemish, doesn't have anything going for it. It's boring. There were about 200 more of these at Walmart the other day. It has no uniqueness to it. I love this because it's not only impossible to live perfect, but we're not called to live perfect. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse nine through 11, it says, but he said to me, Jesus said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, not my own, I delight in my weakness in insults, in hardships, 
in persecution, in difficulty. For when I am weak, God is strong. How many people do you know that like, hey, I'm prideful. (laughs) I'm awesome. Or, hey, I have insecurity. How many people do you meet? Like their Instagram bio is not, I'm 23, sad. (laughs) (laughs) Or, I mean, their pictures might say that they're thirsty, but their bios don't say that they're thirsty. Amen? You know what I mean? You know those pictures. Anyway, nah. That's good. We're in second service. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. How many shirtless pictures? Dude, come on. You're, you're at the gym every day. We get it. You work out, you know? But their bio may not say that, but God wants us to say that. Now, I'm not saying be a negative Nancy or a complaining Kathy. Let me give the girls a break or a... Um, lousy Larry or whatever. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not saying that when you meet people, hey, how are you? Well, my dog's sick right now. My goldfish, it was floating upside down when I left the house and my water line broke, but I'll get it fixed later. And I just don't have a lot of money right now, but I'm working hard. Gosh, it's hot out there. I'm not saying be that person, but I'm saying be an honest person. Don't be, well, everything's great when really you're crying in your bathroom because things suck. You don't want to be that person. God can't use that kind of person. Church is a hospital for the sick, not a coliseum for the saved. Big church is a place that no matter your past, you're welcome. Big church is a place that no matter even your present, you're welcome. Because we know the one that holds your future, and he's got good plans for you. He's got a prosperous plan for you. He's got great things for you, and that is a reality. You may not feel like it, but it is the reality of God. We are in relationship with the real solution, which means we don't always have the solution, which means that we're always going through stuff, but God likes for us to go through stuff. Because when we go through stuff, we go through it with him. Like your parents like that you need, they need you. You need them. They like that. Like it's so cute. I'm sure I don't have kids. Ain't happening. I ain't doing it. But I don't have kids. But I'm sure it's so cute when Jeremiah reaches up at his mom because because he needs Olivia. You know what I'm saying? I bet Monica loves it when that baby cries because, well, probably not 3 a.m., but because that baby needs her. Like, that is the same with God. He lets us go through things in our life so that he can love us back to life, so he can lead us through the life and through the hardships and the things that we go through. Amen? So good. So, so good. It's so good that he lets us go through those things. We are broken, and God tells us to celebrate that. So, yes, I'm saying we celebrate your crack. <laughs> okay. All right. Kagan, we're at church. Chill, dude. Chill. Has anybody ever been dropped by life? Ever. I love the drama. You, maybe you've been through a divorce. Maybe you made a bad business move. Maybe your children are acting up and you don't know where to go. Maybe you have stress and anxiety or your best friend stabs you in your back. We've all been dropped by life. We are vessels. We are made of clay. We're breakable. We have a huge sign saying we're breakable, breakable, damaged goods. That happens to every single one of us. And if it hasn't happened to you, you're probably pretending to be this person. When in reality, we're all this person. I love this because this is who we are to celebrate our cracks. It's important to be this kind of person because this person can be used. Not that one and not this one. There's a beautiful place in the middle of being 
broken but mended and never being that perfect pot, if you know what I'm saying. It doesn't always feel good to be like this, but God will use it. I heard this at staff on Tuesday. It says that our wounds are a weapon in the hands of God. How good is that? Think of your past and how have you been able to use your past to speak into someone else's life? You went through it for a reason. What, what's that saying? Uh, what doesn't kill you, what makes you stronger. So then you can speak to other people and say, I've been through it, baby. I've done it. I've been there, done that, got 300 t-shirts, and I can teach you what it's like not to go through that. And honestly, we will always go through something. We are not perfect people, and that is never our goal. God is looking not for perfect people, but people that are progressing. That's what he wants. What the devil meant for evil, God will always turn it around for good. Someone's got to clap Jesus Christ on that. What the devil meant for evil, God will always turn it around for good. That's so exciting because the things that you thought were going to detour you really just delivered you to your destination. That stab in the back actually taught you, I'd rather him do it now than five years later. You know what I'm saying? It's important to let God's light shine on that stuff and for it to change. I understand that this is your life. This is your emotion. This is your heart. This is your ambition. It may be your dream and there are cracks, but honestly, your life is not always about you. The life you live is not about you. When you become a Christian, you are given a mandate by God and a purpose by God to change the world. And you may say, who, me? Yes, you. Couldn't be. Then who? I like that. Thank you, Jesus. Straight from you. Or just children's books, same thing. Anyway, but it's you. God wants to use you. You may say, me? Yes, you. Well, how do I change the world? The answer is, be a vessel. Be a vessel. And here's the thing. Jesus was fully man. He was fully flesh. He had real bones. He had real skin. I'm sure when he sweat, he smelled in certain places. He had real emotions. He had real thoughts. He was hanging out with 12 people. And I just wonder how many times he wanted to fight his boys. Be like, bro, you're on my nerve. I love fighting with my friends for some reason. I do it all the time. But I wonder how many times Jesus just likes to fight. I don't know. I like to fight with people just to see if they care. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you still love me? I'm kidding. Gosh wounded. No kidding. Anyway, no, but really Jesus was fully man. Hey, there's my crack. No kidding. Jesus was fully man, but Jesus Christ was fully God. Jesus is the man. Christ is the God. So it's not Jesus's first name is Jesus. Then his middle name is Nathan, Nathaniel. And then his last name is Christ. No, it was man mixed with God can do the impossible. Christ literally means anointing. It means the spiritual. You called to have that anointing at the end of our name to do what God has called us to do. How many people want a new name, a new Christ name on the end of their name? So yes, Jesus was man, but he was just anointed. People often think that they're not worthy to be used by 
God. They have the excuse of, I'm not worthy because I'm not talented enough, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm not creative enough, I'm not, I'm not pretty enough, or I'm not handsome enough. Wish I could say that about Rich. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You're, you're cute. You're cute. I'm kidding. He's preaching two weeks. He's got me. Anyway, anyway, but you're not handsome enough, or your communication skills aren't enough. Do you know how much I paid for this pot? This cheated. You were here last service. I bought this pot at a store for $1.49. This pot is worth $1.49. But because it's willing, it can still be used. Because it's willing, it can still be poured into. And because it's willing, it can still be poured through. What I'm trying to say is you may not be worthy, but if you are willing, God will pour his presence and his purpose through your life. Come on, that's good news that he'll use you. Woo! He will use you. In this story, the issue was not that there's not enough oil. The issue is there was not enough vessels. God is always waiting. We're like, I'm waiting on God. I'm living on a prayer. I'm down here. Just Jesus, when are you going to use me? I want revival. You know, praying all those prayers. I go to church and, and we're literally saying, God, we're waiting on you. God, where's my miracle? God, where's this? And he's literally up there like tapping his toe, waiting on us to make a step. Waiting on us to waiting on us to go out of our waiting on us to say a prayer, waiting on us to sing a song, waiting on us to go out of our way so that he can have his way and to speak into somebody's life. He literally imagine this. Whatever your dream is, God's sitting here. What are you doing? You say you ain't doing it, but you need to do it. Heather can talk about nah, we ain't listening to Heather, we're doing it. You know what I mean? It's a joke. She's cool. But, uh, but, but we're up here saying, we ain't doing it. We ain't doing it. And God said, will you do it? I'm waiting on you to do it. And all you have to do is be willing this morning. In this story, the issue is not the oil. It is the vessel. God will always supply the oil if you supply the vessel. We serve the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the lily of the valley, the bright in the morning star. I can keep going. He is, he, he, he is the uh, Jehovah Jireh, the Lion of tribe of Judah, the Lamb that was slain. He is the healing for our life. I could keep going. I like to talk about the one that I love. He, he is the Savior of the world, the Prince of Peace. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He's so good. But we have to be willing. He holds a thousand cattle on a hill. He's a big boy. Like, he is the boss. He, like, prances. I don't know if he prances. He probably walks, like, strong. He, he lives a footstool. At the snap of his finger, he can do whatever. He uses the earth as a footstool. You think your ottoman's cute and nice, and you spend a lot of money for it at Ashley Furniture. No, he uses the earth. You ain't got nothing on Jesus. So if he has all this unlimited resources... What is limiting us in our life? What is limiting you in your life? You. Because the oil is always there. But will the vessel be? And that's always the question. God, you might be saying, God, give me a purpose. Oh, God, give me a dream. Oh, God, give me a miracle. And God's saying, give me a vessel. And I'll do whatever you want me to do. Could this feeling of being lifeless and purposeless and helpless or just empty because you have stopped unzipping your heart and allowing God to pour himself through your life? 
You know, I've been to Israel like seven or eight times, I don't know. And I've been to the Dead Sea, and I've floated on the top of it, and everything in that sea is dead, which is why it's called the Dead Sea. The reason why it's dead is because everything flows to it, but nothing flows out of it. Just down the street, there's a river that is, that is flourishing, and there is life around it, and fishes are swimming, and snakes are slithering somewhere, I'm sure. There's all this stuff going on, and it, and it produces life, and it actually supplies water for people that are local to where they stayed at it. I wonder if the church is praying prayers and receiving answers, but not sharing them. And they're, and they're dead. I wonder if we're always like, Lord, uh, we like, I like that song because that song just touches a spot in my soul to left a little bit. And I really like that. I cried two tears out of my left eye, one out of my right. Like that touches me. And I'm about that song. I, I want this to be about me. Well, I don't like when Pastor Kagan preaches. I just call myself pastor. That's weird. But I don't like when, my, when, when uh, Kagan preaches, but I love when Pastor Mindy preaches. I, I just love that. So I'm only going on the Sundays that Pastor Mindy preaches because it's about me. Or, or I didn't like the way that they did announcements. These announcements are so long. Or gosh, do we always have to talk about money? We rarely ever do. We do an offering message, but I think their offering messages are, it's not about you. And when it's always being poured into you and you're me, 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 you forget about the we. And you forget about the addict. And you forget about the single mom. And you forget about the homeless. And you, you're, it's head in the sand not caring about those that are around you. And that's not the life we were called to live. Don't be a dead sea. Be a river. I heard a pastor say this. He said, the Holy Spirit is a river, not a pond. He doesn't want to flow to you. He wants to flow through you which is so important. If I was to fill this pot up with water, this vessel that has no story, that has no testimony, that hasn't been beat up by life, this will not be effective because water will just be contained in it. It's not sharing, and sharing is caring. And this is not a caring vessel. But if you allow the troubles and the trials and the testimony, my God, of life that you go through on a daily basis, weekly basis, maybe even a decade ago, and you use it to allow God to speak to other people, I'm telling you, you will be powerful and you will be purposeful and God will use you really for such a time as this. See, here's the thing. The Holy Spirit can't speak a, a sermon. The Holy Spirit can't mow a single mom's lawn. The Holy Spirit can't be on the greeting team to make sure people feel the love of God when they walk in this building, or dare I say it, in the cubicle where you work, or talking to the person that you pass up every day and you have an opportunity to tell them how Jesus paid for them. The Holy Spirit can't invite a friend to come to church or a family member to come to church. The Holy Spirit cannot give an offering that makes way for us to do all of the outreaches that we do, or the Holy Spirit can't even get on your Instagram or your Facebook and invite people to church. But you know who can? A vessel can. Yes. You are the vessel. He is the Holy Spirit. And he will use you to do those things. God loves you a lot. But God wants you a lot to where he died and he came back to life again so you don't have to. But he also needs you. We don't talk about that because he is a holy king. And he is a massive being. But he needs you. His word would not be preached without you. His love would not be distributed if it was not for your life. He needs you every day. Look at this. If we pretend like we're perfect, 
We are purposeless. But if we allow our flaws and our failures that have already been forgiven, that's the thing. We get tripped up thinking that we're that same person. When you said a prayer, you asked for forgiveness, that was yesterday, honey. Don't be tapping into all that because the truth is he cast it as far as the east is from what? The west. He forgives you. And if we choose to be this person, I'm going to show you this. We are called to be overflowers in our life. As the worship team joins me, we're called to overflow. We get to give. We are blessed to be a blessing. And I know that that's Christian cliche, uh, cliche and it's just what everyone says, but it truly is the truth. We have to live like that. Philippians chapter 1 verse 9, it says that we are to overflow with the abundant blessings of God. I love, I love what they set up here, that the enemy came to still kill and destroy, but God came to give us life. And he didn't just say life, he said life abundantly. And so look at this pot. It's broken, it's been shattered by the things of life, but the grace of God, which is the glue, has mended it back together. There's three people. You can pretend to be perfect and be an absolute hypocrite and you can go fly a kite. Or you can be completely broken, shattered all over the floor and complain about it all the time and probably people don't want to talk to you. Or you can place yourself in the presence of God and you can say, God, please pick up my pieces. Please put me back together. I'm, here's the thing. I could cry right now because I'm not a perfect person. I like to do some bad things, but... What I love to do even more is I like to bend my knee in my room and talk to the person that can give me a personal revival right there on my rug. I, 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 I think of all my mishaps. I think of how I'm not worthy to stand on this stage. I think about all the things that I've done or I'm doing or maybe that I'm even going to do. But it's not about me. I'm just a vessel. We're just a vessel. We are just to be people that are poured through. You have a lot of money? Give your money. You have a lot of love, give your love. I mean, of course you've got to keep some for yourself because you've got to stay a vessel. You can't give it all just to survive. You're here to thrive. So take care of yourself for sure, but give. You have a lot of opportunity, open doors for other people. Can I just say this, adults, that the young people need you to be the person that you wish you had when you were their age. You have the opportunity to speak into young people's lives to lead them and to guide them, to, to teach them about business, to teach them about money management skills, to, to show them the way, to show them what, what you did wrong. Like this is, this is, this is the past of, of, of hurt and pain. Show us this so that we may, may not, ha we will have cracks for sure, but we may not have this one or we may not have that one because we're better together and we learn from you. We're vessels and we're supposed to be through Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 says that we're the salt of the earth. Here's the thing with this. Is this pot can be used because it's not perfect. This pot can be poured through because it's not perfect. This pot will be most effective because it has cracks and it has flaws and it has a testimony and it has a story that can change people's lives way, 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 way more than this. If you want to go to a perfect church, bye because this is not it. And then when you find the perfect church, leave because you will make it imperfect. Nobody is perfect. Here's the thing. God is the water. God is the overflow of our life. And he tells us that he wants us to be in a place where we can receive of him and then give from him. There is so much more effective 
There's nothing, there's nothing. There's gonna be a little bit because people do tend to leak in their life. But think about this. Think about how many people, I'll clean it up later. Think about all the people and all those people that can be reached here. All those people that can fill the things of your life. Also, it says that, the, that we're to be the salt of the earth. I'm gonna, hold on, I gotta do it like that. <laughs> we're to be the salt of the earth. That's containing the salt. But if I got it here on this, more salt is falling on every person. She might be negative, but your saltiness can make her better. She might be hurting, but you know Jesus that can heal you. You've got to salt that thing up. And what happens is it makes them thirsty. And they begin to ask of that living water that you speak of and that you have. And their lives are being transformed. And their lives are being changed. It also says that we're to be the light of the earth. That we're to let heaven. We have insurance on my phone? I think we do. Do you see that light? No, you don't see it. Because it's they're perfect. Their doors are shut to the heart of their life. They talk it, walk it when you're not looking. They don't. But when you have someone that's real, vulnerable, honest, not perfect, not put together, but they still go to church every Sunday because they didn't sign up for the Christian walk because they're perfect. They signed up for the Christian walk because they know they're not perfect. I did not sign up for this because I got it together. I signed up for this because I need God to get me together. And not just on Sunday. I need a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I need him every day to pick up my pieces and put me back together. Can you see the light now? Yeah. So shine before men that they see your good works and they say, hey, there's something different about that dude. Gosh, she's always so kind. Robin Reese, uh, the other day was at a, a meeting and they were like, hey, Robin, do you want to do this? And you're like, no. Like, oh, no, Robin doesn't do that because she's high on life. Why? Because she's been poured through. Because she's been used by God. Here's the thing. God is the oil. You are the vessel. He says to us that if you lend me your work ethic, then he will lend his provision. That if you lend your brokenness, he will lend his healing. That if you lend your prayers, he'll lend his answers. That if you lend your mind, he will lend you his peace. Come on. Somebody says, I want to be used by God. Lend him your life. He will lend you the oil if you lend him a vessel. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up on our feet together and we're going to respond. The king of the world wants to partner with you in your personal life. The king of the world wants to use you to speak into other people's lives and to change other people's lives. That is good news. That a massive, amazing God wants to partner with you. That he wants to part. I'll use me as an example. I am a sinner. Paul said, I am the chief of all sinners. A lot of pastors and preachers need to learn from Paul. I'm the king of sinning here but he still wants to use me? Absolutely. He still wants to use you. There's a verse, and this isn't in my notes, but there's a verse that says that the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the entire earth looking for, for someone, a vessel, that he can show himself strong, strong through. I pray this morning that as he goes to and fro throughout the entire earth that he stops in Louisville, Kentucky and he finds people at big church that says, I'm not worth it, but I'm willing. I'm not worth it, but I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll get out of the way, God, so that you can have your way next to you. If you say, Kagan, if I die today, I don't know if I'm going to go to heaven or hell. I've never given my life to Jesus, or maybe you did and you've kind of, they call it backsliding. 
If that's you and you say, I want Jesus to save my soul today, will you just hold your hands high so I can see that, but so heaven can see that. If that's you, I see that. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's awesome. It's incredible. It's incredible. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hands down. Second group of people, you say, Kagan, this message was for me, and I need and want to be a vessel. Will you throw your hands in the air? If that's you, that's amazing. I pray for every person that has their hand in the air right now. And I ask, Lord, that you would endue them and infuse them with the grace that gives them the ability to say yes to you and no to the enemy. And yes to you and even sometimes no to themselves. That they would pick up the purpose that you have for them. That you would flow through them. Teach every single one of us that we don't have to be perfect to have a purpose. Teach us that we don't have to have everything put together to be used powerfully by you. God, I thank you that you love us and that you say in the Bible that if we make our bed in heaven, you're there. And that if we make our bed in hell, you're even there too. That nothing can separate us from the love of God. And if there's anybody in this room right now, I feel this so strong in my soul. If there's anybody in this room that says, I did too much, I made too many mistakes, and because of it, I'm separated by the love of God, that is not true. He loves you, and he'll never stop loving you. And you may think he will, and sometimes you may even want him to because it's hard. But he'll never stop. He'll never let you go. He is obsessed with you. So, Jesus, we pray that all in your name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.